This is Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment on WMAY. I'm Kevin Hart, and I am joined by Eric Thibodeau-Thompson, the director of Rogue's Gallery at uh, UIS Performing Arts Center. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. Thanks. I, good. I So, this is a production that is... Um, that is premiering this weekend, and it is. We've seen a, a lot of virtual productions um, over the past couple of months. Um, this production is going to be. It is live streamed, but it will be performed. A, a lot of these productions have been um, filmed and then streamed, but this one is going to be performed live over the live stream. Um, is it? That's right. All right. Um, so how? So how did you guys? Uh, so, so I mean, this is pretty ambitious because this is the first uh, this is the first uh, show uh, being done virtually that's sort of uh, doing this live uh, this com- this completely live uh, performance at least um, in this in this age that we've been doing. There's I mean, live streams, you know, performances of course have been over, you know, Facebook and certain things. But I mean, this is really interesting. So because you guys got the whole multi camera setup, how, how have you guys been? Uh, how, how has this been going? Did you guys have any test? Uh, test sort of recordings or streams of this well it's been going really well thanks um and and you're right it is a little bit ambitious i suppose but um through it all safety has been really number one we've uh it goes back to last summer in fact when we had a different show that was originally scheduled to be our fall production for uis theater and, you know, as COVID started to rage, uh, the theater faculty, we all looked at each other and said, well, gee, I think we're, we're going to have to make a switch for the fall. Add to that, that the rights that we had for the original show in the fall, uh, the rights were coming from London, and it was a, a deal where they were not approving live streaming. And I'm, mm. I'm glad that I looked into that last summer because I thought, okay, with COVID raging, I better make sure they're okay with alternate ways of producing it and and you know uh that is their prerogative but they were not they said no no this is just for traditional in front of a live audience so at that point i I realized okay let's make a switch and as i went researching uh what attracted me to rogues gallery was that john patrick chanley the playwright uh he pieced this show together uh partly as a response to covid so that theater artists would have something meaningful to work on and then Fast forward, we, uh, you know, drafted a safety plan for the theater program at UIS, keeping one eye on our health leadership at UIS to make sure we're in compliance with what they direct us to do, but also keeping an eye on what the governor mandates so that we're in alignment with all those um, guidelines. And so we got to the fall and, uh, you know, we, we had to check in a number of times Additionally, because COVID is a moving target, as we all know, yeah. uh, and we are just grateful that uh, because we are still in um, the current guidelines of safety with both UIS and the governor, uh, that we are able to live stream it. Yeah, and so tell me a little bit about the show because I mean, you said it's um, it is very recent, um, dealing, yes. dealing very much with the pandemic. I mean, what's it? Um, I guess, what's the show about? Because I don't know a lot sure. about well, it. Sure, and that's a great question. Um, it, it is, Rogue's Gallery, a collection of monologues. And that's one thing that attracted me yeah. to it. Because, you know, monologues, uh, you know, hey, it's got some built-in social distancing. And yeah. I thought, uh, you know, I, I respect productions that during COVID decide to wear masks. And I respect productions that do it other ways. 
But I personally was really hoping to find some angle where actors did not have to wear masks on their faces. Mm -hmm. And this was one possible route, in part because there's no scene partners for every scene, if you will. So um, John Patrick Shanley, these are 10 monologues. Uh, Some of them come from one X that he has written in the last two to three years. Uh, One or two of them, I believe, he wrote as a response to COVID. In Mm. fact, um, there's one monologue, it's called Lockdown. It's uh, the final one that we do, and it is, uh, the character is in the middle of a pandemic. (laughs) And uh, she's she's speaking to her lover, and uh, she's engaged, and it's complex. And, you know, it reflects, like all the monologues do, how complex life is for everybody, not just during COVID, but in general. So uh, with the fact that they are monologues, that's part of what attracted me to it. And um, then also um, just that all of the characters uh, I think are quite real in terms of being just modern day characters who are complex. They are all of them characters who are in and around New York city. uh, And it takes place. All the monologues do in the present time. A few of them take place in what I call the near present, meaning, uh, you know, within the last five years or maybe even the last 10 to 20 years. Mm -hmm. But most of them are uh, the present time in and around New York City. Um, There are 10 monologues, uh, but the rights are such that one has the option to do uh, fewer than the 10 if one wants. And we made that decision to do nine of the 10, partly just because the 10th monologue is by far the longest of the 10. It by itself uh, is about 20 minutes long. Mm. Uh, it, it would make for a longer running time, and I just thought in the grand scheme of things as I was wrapping up casting, uh, let's do nine of the 10 and, and, and get them home in time for the news. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. but, but uh, just a quick word or two more about what it's about. E- of each of the nine monologues that we're doing, nine of the 10, these are characters who, uh, there are nine separate stories, uh, short stories, uh, New York short stories, and they are just different walks of life. All of them uh, are struggling with uh, something that they've recently lost. Maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's an item, uh, maybe it's a connection to someone or something, and they're trying to get it back. They feel, each of these nine characters, that they've been upended recently. Uh, and they feel that they are on the outskirts of society um, in, in some shape or form. All of them are complex. Some of the characters have made some not great decisions for themselves, but I think there's a universal quality that stitches through all nine uh, of being upended and trying to get back some form of normalcy for themselves. And I think that's something that we can all relate to right about now. Yeah, that's that is something I think all of us are yes, definitely looking for a return to normalcy. How this? So how do you rehearse a show uh, such as this? Because um, of course, during the uh, during a pandemic, um, of course, socially distanced uh, rehearsals. Um, either did you guys do any sort of over like video sort of uh, rehearsals, or was it one on one, or how did you how did you how well, rehearsal supposed to go? That's another great question, and I'll try to say it as succinctly as I can. It, we, we, it, it, there was a lot of planning on the front end 
um, before auditions and crew interviews even took place. Um, I had plan A, plan B, and an emergency plan C. And just real quickly, plan A, Mm -hmm. uh, which was our goal and what is now about to happen, is to live stream the six performances beginning tonight. Mm -hmm. Plan B, uh, you know, if COVID were to rage to such a degree where the governor and our our health leadership and our chancellor were telling us, don't even leave your home for anything, well, then we were hoping to make a recording of one of the dress rehearsals, and in that case, we would just rebroadcast the recording six times. Mm -hmm. Um, That was plan B, Um, and we made that recording just a few nights ago, but happily, I don't think we're going to have to use it now. We can live stream instead. Emergency plan C was, if COVID was really, really even more terrible than it is, uh, where we couldn't even go to campus, we couldn't even step outside for anything, well, then we were going to have uh, the nine monologues, the nine performances zoomed in from the respective actors' homes. We had uh, invested in some green screens and equipment and cameras to accommodate that. And along the way, as we rehearsed, we were rehearsing usually for plan A, but occasionally for plan B, and even sometimes for plan C. That was all sort of built into the rehearsal schedule. So you were able to get together and do these um, do these live, and it's you know like theater has been just six uh, you know six different performances. I mean of the same show, but you know um, yeah. how it is. You know, go see the show. It's the same show, but it's not the same show every time. What- well, that's right, and and we wanted to you know for our students, and we you know we regularly have community actors working alongside our students, and I think our audiences really enjoy that because. Uh, as amazing as our students are, uh, I think audiences like the fact that, hey, it's not just 19-year-olds playing all the parts. You know? Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and you know, during the rehearsals, too, I should say, we were all of us masked up for mm-hmm. all the rehearsals, always incorporating social distance and being very careful about having a limit on how many bodies were in our rather large rehearsal studio, uh, in addition to other precautions that we were regularly taking. Yeah, all right. That is that is great. I will be watching the show. How, tell people how they can watch it, um, where to go to watch it, and um, when it will sure. be running. Yeah, it, it's pretty easy. I, you know, there's a couple of different ways to do it, but if you simply go to our website, www.uis.edu slash theater, and theater in this case is spelled R-E on the end. The so correct spelling. You, Yes. <laughs> yes. UIS.edu slash theater. Uh, the homepage has a link right there, um, and you just click on that, and it, it's pretty user-friendly. It will guide you uh, to another link or two so you can get your free ticket. And I know that might sound a little odd. Well, if it's free, why do we need a ticket? Well, simply put, uh, the, the rights were worded such that uh, uh, they wanted us to have uh, the viewing only by ticket holders. And then it was up to us, you know, how much we would charge or not. And we decided, you know, given how life is right now, let's, let's not charge anything, but hopefully, uh, some patrons might be inclined to give us some sort of donation. And there's an opportunity for that on our website as well. I should say too, that while curtain time is seven thirty for all of these shows, except for this coming Sunday, when it's at 2 PM, um, if a person can, we want to encourage people to uh, log on and start viewing 
15 minutes earlier just to get a few extras because we've got a nice dramaturgy uh, presentation. We've got an interview with a couple theater majors of ours. Um, you know, there, there's a PDF of an abbreviated program for folks to look at. Uh, those extras can be enjoyed if one logs on about 15 minutes early. So 7.15 or in the case of Sunday, one forty-five. That's awesome. Well, yeah, definitely make sure you log in those couple minutes early for those yeah. things you won't want to miss. Uh, so so the performance is this weekend, next weekend, and it is at 7.15. Uh, uh, the curtain is, yes, 7.30, but 7.15, then one forty-five or 2 o'clock on Sundays. Eric, thank you so much for joining me. Break legs to everybody in the cast of the show, and I'll be talking to you sometime soon. Well, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I appreciate sharing the info with you. I will just leave you with this thought that there's only one Sunday show, and that's this weekend. Our website can remind a person of all the dates and times. Again, it's real easy on our website, uis.edu slash theater. And Kevin, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you.